Okay, attention all business owners, or you know, if you're maybe thinking about starting a business, this podcast episode is for you. It's especially geared to today and what's happening right now when we're dealing with the threat of recession and when we're dealing with inflation and how it affects our businesses, right? You know, it's a scary time, you know, uh, for businesses uh, and even for people who think they want to start a business right now. So in this episode, we talk with Dr. Lisa Brooks-Griot about all the things that business owners and even potential business owners should be thinking about when entering inflation and this threat of a recession. So hopefully you'll get some good tips from this. Hello, Slay Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm your lovely host, Heather. I'm the co-founder of So She Slays. And today's guest, I have Dr. Lisa Brooks-Griot. Um, hopefully I said that name right, right? You did. You okay. Okay. Good. Um, so she is a leadership expert, a speaker, an author, and she is the founder of SYNC Worldwide Seek Your Natural Calling. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. Please tell us a little bit about, you know, all the stuff that you do. <laughs> okay. So it's great to have you. It's great to be on the, on the show or on the program, Heather. Um, like I said, I am such a fan and been a fan for a while now. So this is exciting for me to really be here. Um, what my organization does, what Think Worldwide is, is we are a boutique consultancy and we specialize in leadership development um, and particularly in the development of leadership skills in women. So that's really where our focus is, our expertise. But of course, you know, we provide leadership development for everyone across the board. Um, so, yeah, so there you have it. Oh my God, sync. Okay, so I I gave y'all an, uh, an acronym, but it's not an acronym. <laughs> um, but you come with such accolades too, because it's like you um, you were also selected as one of uh, the twenty five most influential Black women in business. So mm-hmm. and and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so I know a lot of Slay Nation. Uh, a lot of us are entrepreneurs, uh, serial entrepreneurs, have businesses, so on and so forth. Um, but I think some of us who are newer or even don't really know how to uh, ha- be in these situations, and the situation I'm talking about is the inflation that's happening right now in the States. Uh, how I, I can't even like begin to really, I guess, feel everybody's fears and concerns <laughs> about The inflation. I mean, you feel it on both sides. I mean, I'm sure everybody is just like, you know, I feel it when I go to the grocery store, the gas pump, the blah, the blah. And then it's like also too, okay, well, I'm a business owner. I feel it when I'm now purchasing goods and this and that. So I really want to dive into how businesses and small businesses can deal with inflation. And we're going to approach this from all different sides. So uh, go ahead and, and, and just yeah, tell me about the some of the concerns and the things that maybe you're hearing too about this. So yeah, so I think everyone is kind of you know on guard because we keep hearing um, inflation, we hear possible recession, so we hear all these kinds of things that are happening. And so the biggest thing I want to tell small businesses like myself and other folks is don't freeze, and because that's the one thing we'll do: we'll freeze up and we get paralyzed and we don't do anything. But this too shall pass. And so during this time where we may be going into a recession or we're in the inflationary period, 
this is the time to really start investing in ourselves and investing in our businesses. Because like I said, this period will pass. And when we come out of it, you want to be ready to maximize every opportunity that comes your way. So oh what do I mean by investing in yourself? If that means, okay, so hunkering down a little bit and you know getting a certification, that might mean start looking at different kinds of products or services that you're considering you know, launching, so doing some more research. But it's doing those things when, you know, when we start to come inward a little bit. So just ensure that you're ready because, you know, the recession may not ever happen and the inflationary period will go away. So you want to be ready to pounce on the market just as soon as you can. Yeah, no, it's temper. Uh, I think, honestly, it's almost like the opposite of what everybody instinctually wants to do, right? Everybody wants to be like, uh-oh, batten down the hatches, let's freeze, let's just like maintain. So investing, I think, goes against everything that we instinctually want to do and we naturally, you know, want to stay away from. So what are some things as far as investing goes? You, you gave some bullet points and that kind of stuff, but how do we start combating that fear of and that need to want to just maintain. So again, and this is where your group of, I always call them like your village or your personal board of directors, you know, and those are those people that are like-minded, but that can also help you come together and say, okay, you know what, here's what I'm experiencing. They can also help you reframe how you see things. We, you know, because like, I guess it's, our tendency is to kind of come co inward and kind of close up shop a little bit until we think that it's blown over. But the people around you, your close circle can help you see things differently. They can also help you spot different opportunities, right? Because as small businesses owners, we know that there's opportunities everywhere. And even during an inflationary periods, there are opportunities. And what that means is for us to be able to see okay, what, would, what haven't I taken a look at when the environment or, you know, the economy was more flush? What are those areas I can start taking a look at? So that's one of the things I always say to folks and, and myself, what are the things I'm starting to take a look at that perhaps, you know, in more flush environments, I would have pushed to the side. So it's looking at, okay, what are the things I can do to my own personal website? What are some of the things I can do to my social media? And so these are all the things that we might not have time to do when we're running and running at full force in our business. So come in, start taking a look at our social presence, start taking a look at who we're connected to and start increasing our network. And I know a lot of folks are like, ah, oh, I hate networking. I would rather go to the dentist or do anything else but go, but network. But this is an opportunity and a time where you want to start building out your network or just reacquaint with, you know, with some of the folks that have been in your network in the past that you may have lost touch with. Yeah. And I think too, um, you know, it kind of just sounds like using this maybe spare time or, or maybe not so running around like a, like a crazy person time to um, figure out what exactly you want in your business and how to grow it more. It's almost like you're, you're taking that time to take a step back and really ask yourself, okay, where, where am I lacking or where do I see myself heading? Yeah, and I'm, I really like that point that you made because we start to look at like, you know, in COVID has done this for us too. So, you know, in, inside of the tragedy that it was, there's also some opportunities. And what I mean by that is, is that COVID changed the way we work. COVID changed the way we go to market. COVID changed a lot. 
So inside of all those different things, there are customers, there are clients, there are opportunities. So I always say, okay, look, look at what's changed and how do we market to that? So again, you know, and, and the way people are working, we're doing much more of, you know, of a hybrid environment where people may be going into a quote unquote brick and mortar office part of the time. Um, and then working from home the other parts of the time, or maybe not even going into an office at all. So again, so inside of that, if people are staying home more, much more often, how do we market to that opportunity? Because inside of that, there is an opportunity. Um, the other thing that I think is important for us to think about too is self-care, because uh, small business small business owners are notorious for working 24-7. That's the truth. <laughs> all the time. And we put our self-care and our well-being on the back burner. And I promise you this, if you do not take care of yourself, you won't have a business to go to. So that needs to be priority number one. You know, our mental health, right? Our physical health, our spiritual health, and our, you know, our emotional health. So we need to take care of all of those. And as, as business owners, we tend to not do that as much as we should. So mm -hmm. that's a big plug for good self-care, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't fill other people's cup, right? It's that old saying, can't fill your uh, other people's cup if yours is empty, right? And, you know, especially if you're, uh, I mean, I'm sure both of us can speak from experience, uh, you know, all the burnouts and the tiredness and it's just your brain stops working. I've gotten really good at noticing when I've just been staring at the computer screen for 30 minutes and being like, all right, so I am officially not useful anymore. Uh, I need to go do something else. <laughs> so, I mean, just realizing that you, um, what is, what's the saying? It's like, there's a difference between being like busy than like productive and like all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just, you know, knowing when you're being productive and then when you're just trying to force yourself to push through the quote unquote barriers, um, it's not healthy. Don't do it. <laughs> um, what about the people who, are like really taking the time to be like, I want to start a business, right? I want to start a business in the middle or the midst of inflation and maybe a recession. I say go for it. Right? <laughs> and, and again, probably contrary to conventional wisdom. And I'm like, you know what? There is no time like the present because honestly, Heather, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. So we'll come, you know, come out of this inflationary environment to something else, to something else something else right and, so, and you know and there's no telling what's going to be going on in your own personal life after that so if you have an idea and it's been burning inside of you and like you were starting to launch it you were thinking about launching it now launch it now go for it right i always say there's no time like the present because there's always going to be something there there's always going to be something so go so you might have to scale it down you know, versus if you were going to go out with a big, start out with a big bang, maybe you scale it down a little bit, but I say still start it, especially while you've got that fire burning in the belly to do it. So I say, go, go for it full force. I always say, do it before you can talk yourself out of it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. No, but it's the truth though. And here's the thing is like what I've learned in business, what my co-founder Chauncey and I have learned is that you know, you got to be able to adapt because like you just said, I mean, it's one thing after another, right? So, you know, being able to, like, there is no right time 
at, at all because there's always going to be something. Um, so if you just start it and then figure out the do's and the don'ts and what works for you and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm notorious for getting everything all pre-planned out and being like, okay, do I though? <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? So you know what, um, I, I had been guilty of overanalyzing the situation, right? You know, I would just like, I would Same. get paralyzed by the analysis. Like, okay, I gotta have this, I gotta have that. So now I'm of the mindset, I just jump. I'm like, okay, I, I'll i figure it out. Because, you know, in my life, when I've jumped, it's like, okay, I don't have all the information, but I do figure it out. You know, I figure it out, the right people come into my path and things, I promise you, they will work out. Now, I'm not saying that you're just going to take these wild, crazy risks. Yeah, you're going to do your homework. So you're going to, but I say take a judicious risk or take plural judicious risks. And there is a, a saying, and it's also a book. It's called Feel the Fear, but do it anyway. And it's that's so, oh my thing. gosh, that is such a freaking, <laughs> that is, that is like gold right there. <laughs> It's do it anyway. Just keep walking. Because do you think that, that people that are running their own businesses are doing anything that they're not fearful? Of course they are. But it's just keep walking. Keep take Put one foot in front of the other. Just keep going, right? And I promise you, you will get there. But just feel the fear, right? Because it's like, you know, it's, it's there. It's going to be there. Anyway. Yeah, it'll disappear, you know? Um, and like jump. I promise, there will be a parachute. Just jump because you will make it work. If this is your baby and this is something you've been wanting to do, you will make it work. I promise. Yeah. And I think you have, you kind of have to be stubborn about finding ways to make it work, you know, stubborn about, you know, your objective and where you're headed, but flexible about how you kind of go about it. Because the way you things, the way you think things will play out may not play out that way. (laughs) Right. So I, I love that you said that because it makes me think about, you know, how, and again, so with COVID, I had to pivot overnight, right? Because a lot of the work I do is in person, is you know, in front of people live. And so overnight I had to, you know, revert to a much more like virtual platform. And I'm like thinking, oh, it's not gonna work. It's not people like like being together. It, you know, it's not gonna be the same. But I will tell you, um, it did work. And we were able to reach a broader audience globally. Right, because there was no restriction. There was like there wasn't any travel. So we were able to like to, it changed the dynamic. So we had a different dynamic. However, there were more people from around the world. So we we had that benefit, the unexpected benefit, right? So so used and so wedded to doing it one way, thinking that no, 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 this will never work. When in fact, it maybe it didn't, maybe it wasn't better, but it was different. And we were able to bring in more, more and different people. And so the ability to pivot, to be agile, and suspend judgment. That's why I always say suspend judgment, because we always think that, okay, it's not going to happen. And when we're like, okay, let me just see, and when we're able to suspend judgment, we're always going to be really surprised by what happens. You know? Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, <clears throat> so business in itself, I mean, any entrepreneur is going to have to attest to this about, you know, finding finding your own like center and being able to kind of like look at things and be like, all right, well, things aren't working the way I thought, you know, let's try A, B, and C. Let's, you know what? A, B, and C is not working. Let's go to like J and then like M and then P. (laughs) It's like, you just keep throwing things until you find something that clicks. 
Um, and so with this though, I know that there are a lot of people that are like, okay, well, I know you said invest or, you know, invest in myself and that kind of stuff, but I am so worried about being able to pay my employees. I'm so worried about being able to, you know, pay for the extra services that I've been able to maintain, like, you know, marketing people or PR people to help me. Um, how do how do I deal with this? So a lot of things, and that's a great question because it's very real. I, I don't want to sound like a Pollyanna up here and saying, no, just do this and do that. No, this is very real because what we're experiencing, and again, we don't know how long it's, we're going to be in this environment. So I get it in the basics of paying your employees, putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, you know, keeping a roof over your head. All those things are very real. So what as you know, as business owners, things that we can do to continue being in business is let's start to barter with, you know, with our different vendors and people that that we use. So, for example, I bartered, like, you know, especially during in the height of COVID, I bartered with another firm that was doing some marketing work. And so, you know, I bartered to do their marketing for them to do some marketing for me. And, and in turn, I ended up doing some um, leadership training um, and new employee training for them. So it was something that I had of value. They had something of value and we both needed it. So we started to barter. And I think about restaurant owners, you know, restaurant owners, maybe you can barter with your accountant, with your attorneys, because they still have businesses. They still have events. So maybe you can barter for their services and what, you know, what you have. So I think there are creative ways in which we can still operate still do our, you know, still get to keep our businesses floating and even thriving. But if we start becoming a, a bit more creative around it and in terms of investing in ourselves, it doesn't always cost money. So, I mean, in terms of like different courses, I mean, you can go on, course, you know, Coursera um, and they have a lot of really free and great classes, you know, to, to, you know, if you want to learn about how to do something differently, whether it's, you know, marketing, whether it's, project management, so all those kinds of things. But one of the, again, one of the ways that really helped throughout COVID for me was the ability to pivot um, and to barter with like different firms, I'm do, firms I do business with, as well as my, you know, other suppliers and different vendors. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's helpful. So I'm going to put ourselves, we're going to play make-believe for a second, and I'm going to put ourselves in somebody who's getting ready to launch a business, right? And who kind of has the same fears like that? I, I may not have employees just yet, but I'm worried, okay, is anybody going to even be able to afford me or afford my services and that kind of stuff? So what are some tips uh, that you can give? So, okay. So first and foremost, you know, yes, the so people will, A, will be able to afford you, number one. And also... If you're starting your, when you're starting out in your business, you want to make sure that you understand the competition and what the market will bear. So you don't want to underprice yourself. And this is one of the things I see with new business owners is that, you know, they just want to get some business. So they really undercut themselves and really undersell themselves. And that's hard to come back from because if you're pricing yourself at, you know, a third of what everyone else is charging, well, then people get used to that. And then when you raise your price, you know, to be competitive with the rest of the competition, people will start to push back. So make sure you understand what the market will bear, what your competition is doing. That That's first and foremost. That, that is probably 
the biggest piece of advice I can give right now, especially someone starting their business in this kind of environment. Um, because it was something that I didn't do well when I first started my own business. I think I, same, same, <laughs> same. I feel like we all make that mistake. <laughs> right. And, and again, um, the other thing that I would suggest too is surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Surround yourself with people who are thinking like you do or, or thinking higher in, on a, in a greater level than you, because they will keep you inspired, right? Um, if people are toxic and are causing you to overthink yourself and causing you to, you know, second guess yourself, spend less time with them because they're not helping you. But again, you know, starting a business in this kind of environment, absolutely 100%, but do your homework, do your homework about your competition, do your homework about the pricing. So just to make sure that you're not undercutting yourself. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree. And I feel like that is solid advice in any sort of economic climate. Um, because again, you want to actually make sure that, you know, you're providing a service that is needed. Um, you know, and here's the thing is like, it may not be needed to the masses, but chances are there's like a niche out there where people are, 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 you know, looking for someone like you. And I know a few people actually who, you know, their niche is small, but they're like one of the only people that do something in, in that. And I was like, oh, no wonder why you're blowing up and you're doing all this stuff because there's nobody like you in that little niche. But, you know, there's enough of a niche for there to for him to have a successful business. So, you know, hey, <laughs> But what you said is really I, I love what you said to Heather, because here's the thing, too. If you're doing the things that you're really, you know, that you have a niche in, generally, it's because you're really good at it. And people have told you in the past that you're really good at it, it could be a super strength of yours. So the fact that, you know, you might have a small niche, that's all you need sometimes. And to be really good in that niche and really and, and really create a name for yourself in that niche, that's really all you need. So I, I, I love that and I wholly support that. You don't need massive amounts of, of people to, you know, to come knocking at your door. If you're in a niche where you do it well and you knock it out of the park and you're known for that, you've got business for decades. Oh, you'll be yeah. just fine. You'll be just fine. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, top advice that we can give to business owners and those who who are starting a business, right? Top advice that we can give um, to them when starting in a shaky recession type of climate, right? Um, so let's address the business owners already. Um because I always like to give our, our listeners a little something actionable, right? I want, I want them to be able to be like, okay, these are some thoughts or some practices I could, I could implement myself. And <clears throat> so what are, I would say, some top tips that you would give to business owners to maintain and maybe even thrive during an inflation period? So a couple of things. Um, for business owners, and regardless, I think, of someone who's just starting a business, so yes to someone starting their business, as well as existing business owners, just ensure you have you know, a couple of people in place, really important people. Number one, that you have a really good accountant in place, right, that understands small businesses, not a, like a large accountant because they may not understand all the intricacies and all the different tax advantages for small businesses. So make sure you get yourself a really good small business accountant. 
Um, make sure you have an attorney because you will need to have an attorney for any contracts, for how you set up your business, if you set it up as an LLC, an S-Corp, however you do that. Make sure you also you have an attorney at hand. Um, and you also want a really good accountant, right? So, you know, so you want to have an attorney, an accountant, and, oh, I'm sorry, and you also want to have a really good banker. And mm, so oftentimes mm. we find ourselves going to a lot of these big banks and they're great because they also have, you know, they, they work well with small businesses, but don't sleep on some of the smaller banks that are in your neighborhood. Don't sleep on some of the banks that perhaps don't have that national or international name brand. Look at some of the smaller banks that perhaps are, you know, on the corner or down the street because they will go out of their way to help you in your business. And as, and as you grow, they also grow. So it's a symbiotic relationship. And I learned that um, during COVID, you know, and that was one of, the big, you know, one of the biggest lessons I took out of COVID was having a relationship with a smaller bank, you know, in my community. So, because, and then so they also, yeah, they know so many things about, you know, about where to get money, the funding, all those kinds of things. So. That's very interesting. I had that is, you know, I've done a lot of different interviews like this and I have never heard somebody say that. Um, It would never have dawned on me to actually ask or go into a a smaller local bank and be like, Hey, this is my business. Like, you know, what, what can we do together? I just want, I'm checking you out kind of a thing. What? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, trail off on this a little bit more if you do go into a smaller bank and you are a business or, um, you know, what are some of the things that you should be looking for? Because I think a lot of times we associate smaller with not as capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. And that's a fallacy because they are extremely capable. Um, so some of the things you, you want to look for you, a, you, you want to look for their, their willingness to support and to be a partner with you because what you're looking for are partners. And so, like I said, having the attorney, that's your partner, your, you know, your accountant, that is a partner, right? And your banker, they are your partner as well, because as you grow, your, your needs are going to change as a small business. So you might decide to acquire maybe another business, or you might decide that, you know, you need a different space. So you're going to need funding, or you're going to need to take out a loan. If you have that relationship with the bank already, it's not going to be this process that's going to take you an inordinate amount of time because you've already had that relationship. They know you, you know them. And they're like, you know, they can help you get that, um, get the loan that you need uh, versus trying to go in a different route. So that's one of the, one of the, the biggest reasons why you want to do that. Mm. Um, and again, and they also know the different things that are happening in the community, right? So where you have your business. So they know certain things that are happening that perhaps the general public doesn't know yet. And, you know, they're willing to share with you. Um, the other thing that I'm, I failed to mention when you're asking about some other things to do during this time period is make sure that you're a part of some of the local um, associations. You know, there are a number of things that have like, you know, I know in, um, you know, in Rockland County, uh, you know, which is in, in another state over in New York, they have the Rockland County Women's Business Association. Um, so I know every county or every area generally has like a business association or the Chamber of Commerce, Commerce that you can join wealth of information. And I know sometimes we think, oh, those are our, you know, associations that um, you know, maybe other friends have joined or our parents have joined. I promise you, they are a wealth of information and they're great sources of, of business as well. 
you know, I can't tell you the amount of business I've gotten out of those associations. And, and hopefully, I'm also a help to them as well. So I highly recommend them as, you know, as great sources of connections, of network, and potential business. Oh, my gosh. No, I um, I actually really agree with that. And I know <clears throat> networking kind of sounds like something that's very forced, um, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it does not have to be very forced, uh, especially if you pick a group in which all of you guys have the same, you know, uh, driving force or you're passionate about it. You'll often find that, you know, conversations strike up very easily and then you end up, you know, becoming friends with actual people. And then, you know, it's not like a, hey, this is what I can offer you, what you can offer me type of a situation. It's actually like, oh, okay, I wouldn't mind working or collaborating with this person. Um, so that. yeah, it's definitely that. that. It's definitely that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I also think that I think we need to change how we think about networking, right? Because we think, oh, I'm going to go to this event, you know, I'm going to get some of my card and you know, walk away and have to make small talk, right? And you know, change our focus on what networking is. It's like, hey, how can I help you? You know, this is what I do. Hey, maybe I can help you, and or this is what you do. Maybe you can help me. So I think if we change our focus versus, oh, I'm just going to give out my card and nothing will come of it. Like, how do we help each other be successful? So what you were saying, I just wanted to really, you know, punctuate that a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I actually just had this other conversation with um, a woman a few days ago and uh, we were talking about some business stuff or whatnot and um, a potential for collaboration or whatever. And I had been introduced to her through somebody else that I had worked with. And um, I was talking to her and, and offering this and that or whatever. And she's like, the one thing that she always does, and she told me this, is before she hangs up the phone or ends a conversation, she's like, okay, you're doing this for me. What can I do for you? You know, what can, what can I offer you? You know, you're helping me out. You're doing me a solid. What can I do for you? Um, and then that's how you build. I mean, that's networking, essentially. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, so true, because sometimes people, we forget that we're all in this together, and we forget that it's like, well, if, you know, if I help this person out, that it's, there's less for me, and that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you can't help someone else out without benefiting yourself. I mean, that's just kind of like the, the law of reciprocity. You know, you help someone else out, and, you know, you get helped out in return. Maybe not that, you know, that, that, you know, that particular time, but you end up, it ends up coming back to you. So, you know, so I think that, that, you know, there's a way that we look at things. Maybe we have to change the way we look at it. It's definitely um, the long game. That's what I tell people. Yeah. I was like, you cannot expect instantaneous gratification or instantaneous results by any, it's the long game. It, you know, any business, whatever business it is, it's a relationship business. Um, and, you know, you got to really hone in to just, you know, you can tell, you can tell when somebody's in business for the wrong reasons and it just gives you an ucky feeling and you don't want to mess with that. And I don't want to work with anybody with that. I was like, you're, this is not fun. I do not get good vibes from you. <laughs> well, that's true. And what you said too, was really important um, about, it's about relationships. And, and, you know, I've been, I know people have heard this before, but it really is. It is about the relationships you build. And it's about the relationships and the ones that you nurture along the way too. Uh, and so that's, that's the other thing we forget about doing. It's like we build relationships and I know women are really great at this. We build relationships, um, but sometimes we fail to nurture them and maintain them along the way. The other thing is, is that we often don't leverage or use 
our network or the relationships that we have. It's like, you know, we have these great people in our, in our network, but we don't leverage them. They may, you know, they may know someone that we'd like to get to know or want to be introduced to. Well, ask them. And I hear people all the time, well, no, no, I couldn't ask them that. I'm like, why not? So it was just- Chances are, if you had a good encounter with that person, they're not going to mind making an introduction or anything like that. I mean, <clears throat> it takes two seconds. It's an email. It's a, hey, I worked with this one person once. They're great. We had a good time, you know, figured we would introduce you to you, to, you know, you, maybe you guys can collab on something. It's so simple. And I will, I will definitely piggyback off of what you just said. Like we do not even, I am even guilty of this with So She Slays. Like we have a vast network out on our social media and half the time I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, it doesn't even like, doesn't even like come across my mind to reach out to the people that follow us or, you know, go in and be like, hey, I wonder if they could help with A, B, and C instead of me sitting here trying to rack my brain on how to figure it out. <laughs> and, and here's the thing too. Here's the thing about human nature is that if we can help someone and if someone asks for our help, we're willing to do it. You know, that's just human nature. If we can do it and someone asks for our help, we're going to do it. And, you know, if somebody comes to you and, and they say, hey, can you help me with this? If you can do it. You're like, sure, absolutely. I'm the same way. So I don't know why we get it in our head that people won't want to do it. Of course they will. Now, it's not to say that you might not get that one or two times where people are like, no, I can't do it or I'm too busy. That's fine. But I promise you, nine times out of 10, people will absolutely be willing to help you. Yeah, but you have to ask. You yeah. have to another ask. conversation. You have to ask. You have to ask. That is a we could go on for days about that one. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, okay. So to wrap this up, final words of wisdom for those of us who are starting a business and are and or are in business right now, uh, when dealing with the potential recession and you know, dealing with inflation prices. So a couple of things. So for the business owners, the folks that are already in business, just make sure that, you know, in your, like your reserves that you're able to you know, ensure that you're good for six to 12 months, you know, business-wise. And I know for some business owners that might be a hard stretch, right? But start thinking about it now. Like, okay, what do I need to absolutely run my business? Even if it's on, even if it's on a shoestring level for the next six to 12 months. So have those resources put away if you can. Listen, and I get it as small as a small business, like six to 12 months, you know, is a lot. But I want you to start thinking about that. And then for those folks who are just starting business now or thinking about starting a business, ensure that you do your do your homework, do your research, make sure that, you know, and, the, and then get those people in place, the banker, the lawyer, the accountant, get those people in place. And also talk to your local communities, your local um, chamber of commerce and your local small business association, because they can help you write business plans for free. They can also help you. There's a, a myriad of free services that the small business association can help you with. So there are many, many free resources out there that you can have um, hold to. So don't forget about those, especially for those who folks who are just looking to start their businesses now. So I say, go jump to do it. Absolutely. Be smart about it, but do it and ask for what you want. Ask for help. Don't oh. be that, you know, that individual, rugged individualist. So ask for help. Ask for what you want. 
<laughs> it takes a village to make these things work. It really does. Where can people follow you, ask questions, get more info? Great. So um, you can, my website is Sync Worldwide, S-Y-N-C-W-O-R-L-D-W-I-D-E.com. Syncworldwide.com. And um, my website, or my Insta is um, S-Y-N-C, Seek Your Natural Calling. Nice. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It was such great information. Awesome. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks and until you. next time, Slay Nation, we'll catch you later.